You're listening to Angels and Awakening, where we believe daily life can be lived from a constant state of love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. Why are people always searching for a better way to live? Because there is one. Life doesn't have to be stress-filled and anxiety-ridden. You can make lasting changes that lead to a life you love. My name's Julie Jancis. I have the gift of connecting with angels and bringing through their healing, positive messages to my clients every day. Join us on the Angels and Awakening podcast each week as we explore big spiritual questions, interview experts, and bring through angel messages. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, friends. This is Julie Jancis with the Angels and Awakening podcast. Before we get started, just a few freebies for you. If you go on my website and subscribe, I pray for all of my subscribers every day. It is absolutely free. All you have to go is to my website, www.jancis.com, and subscribe by entering your email. The other thing that you can do is this is a completely listener-supported podcast. So when you rate the podcast five stars, it helps so, so much. And if you go one step further, if you leave a little review, it could be two words, great podcast. But when you leave a positive review, um, it bumps up the algorithms so that more people can find the podcast, more people hear the podcast, and it just really helps us so much. So if you want to support the podcast, that's the best way that you can. And also share this podcast with your friends. Let them know that this is a podcast that they should listen to. All right. Today we are here with Nancy. Nancy, how do you pronounce your last name? Herdeman. Okay. Nancy and I have been friends, and I should know that, so I'm very sorry about that. Um, We've been friends for the last couple of years, and Nancy was actually one of the very first people, clients, who came to me. Although I'm not sure that you knew that back in the no, day. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm just that up. <laughs> I didn't feel like the first one. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about your experience. So if you could talk about, yeah, that first time that we met and what your experience was like getting your first session. It's interesting because when I first came, it was more for physical health. Um, I was a realtor at the time, and I had a client who I became very close friends with. She was a neighbor and a client who I was never in touch with before she became my client, and we became very close friends, and she recommended you. And I think I came more for the uh, energy healing, and I booked an appointment, and my friend who recommended you said, oh, by the way... She will give you a reading also. And I had just lost a few people in my life. And I thought, okay, great. Um, So it's funny because I sort of did it more out of the energy healing and to help some aches and pains or some body problems. Um, But obviously I came and got those things solved, but then kind of also figured out how they came, um, how they kind of went with my uh, spirit guides too. It was interesting. It kind of... I figured out how it both uh, combined and worked out. Yeah, because so, who did you get messages from that day? Mostly my dad, who had passed away probably maybe two years before that, not even two years before that. Uh-huh. So mostly from my dad. It, yeah. yeah, I think it was all my dad that time, the first time. Yeah. The big one. So when your dad passed, this is really interesting, you got signs from him. And 
tell us about those signs because I know some of those came out in your first session. Well, I think I had two that come to mind. And the first sign that came from my dad um, was right the day we buried him. And I was, we went to the funeral and we went to the cemetery and my kids, we were going out to eat to a place we always went, Mangiano's, we had a lot of family things. And my kids didn't drive with me. They went with my brother. And I was walking through the parking lot with my husband to approach the restaurant. And I kept saying to my husband, not even in a sad, angry way, but I'm like, I just want to know my dad's okay. It's so weird. I don't know where he is now. I don't know where he is. I just want to know he's okay. I just want to know he's okay. And as we were approaching Mangiano's, which is an Italian restaurant that has canopies and there's music in the canopies. Mm-hmm. So as we're, I'm saying this, I kept saying, I just want to know. I just want to know where he is. I walked up to the canopy and it was a Fred Astaire song, which was sort of my dad's error in time. And it was the song, I'm in heaven. And it was like, he was directly, I mean, first of all, that's a song I sang with my dad. And then it was literally like, I'm almost crying. Someone answering, I'm in heaven. Well, you're asking where I am. I'm in heaven. And then to make it even crazier, we walked into the restaurant, which has a hallway. And my father worked for Prudential Insurance for like 30 years. And he was obsessed with Prudential Insurance. Like he loved it. We had rocks on everything. And when we walked into this restaurant, which I had my rehearsal dinner there. We'd gone there for several holidays. Never was there like a corporate thing there. And that day I walked in after hearing I'm in heaven. The first thing I saw was a table with Prudential on it. Wow. Because some Prudential agent or something was having some type of seminar that day. Yeah. So that was the first extremely overwhelming sign. And it's kind of funny because as we went into the banquet room where we were having lunch, my siblings also, I have seven siblings, noticed this Prudential sign. And my sister came, she's like, okay, the guy from Prudential is sick of us telling him that my father just said about my dad who just passed away and worked for Prudential. The poor guy was like, I get it, okay. Because I think all of us, or most of the people at this luncheon for my dad had gone up to this poor man and said, oh my gosh, this is so crazy that you work for Prudential. You know, this man, my dad just used to work there. So mm-hmm. that was the first overwhelming sign where you physically feel it and you can't deny that it's there right like you know it's a sign there's no doubt you know it. you feel it in your bones you feel it in your bones that's a perfect way to put it yeah so then you've had other signs too tell me about some of those well then and another thing about my dad was he was a huge huge cubs fan and everyone who knew them whether they knew him well or they didn't know him knew that like when he passed away everyone's comment was about the cubs because my dad and of course the cubs were horrible and he, for years, when everyone made fun of them, he followed them. And I mean, he it was his joke. His joke line always was about the Cubs. And he the year he was in hospice care, the Cubs were doing well, which, again, if you know the Cubs for 80 years, they did terrible. <laughs> so they were doing well. And he watched so and I watched so much baseball as he was dying because um, he was home in hospice care and he was just watching baseball. He passed and we were convinced he was going to live until they went to the World Series. And unfortunately passed. They went pretty far that year. They didn't go to the World Series. But the following year, Mm -hmm. they went to the World Series and they weren't in the final series. It wasn't the final World Series. It was the series before that. And I was which everybody I believe in that series too. the series before the World Series when the Cubs won, they were down. They yeah. were down a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in Chicagoland, like you could feel the energy of just 
lost hope that yeah. there wasn't any they're gonna more choke hope. again they yeah. were gonna choke again because yeah. they had choked i mean they've gotten close before and then choked so yeah. i think and i was watching the game of course we're all watching baseball at that point because like the cubs are doing well so <laughs> it's like this world change you know you think anything's possible and we're watching the cubs and we had told my kids um you know you got to go to bed it's getting late it was a school night so my husband went upstairs with my kids and things got very quiet of course i still kept the game on and I was just cleaning up. And I don't know, even remember what was happening in the game. It was if it was a tense moment or something. And I looked up and I just felt this tingle come from my head through my body to my toes. And I said, they're going to win this game. Like, wow. I just knew. I don't know how it's it's hard to even explain it. Well, I knew people they were hear, gonna... like so people hear spirit differently. Right. So mm -hmm. some people see visions, uh, pictures, little mini daydreams. But some people hear voices or hear their thoughts and that spirit coming through their thoughts to tell them something. Other people. And it's a much more hard to explain one because you know, we know what it's like to hear. We know what it's like to see. But another way that people see spirit or hear from spirit is they feel a knowingness yeah. within their body. Like you just have a gut feeling. It you comes, know. Yeah, it came over me. And it just, again, I can feel it. The weirdness of it, so to speak, as I'm talking about it. Because it went from my head, this tingle through my head tone, and I thought, they're going to win this game. Mm. And again, this wasn't the final World Series. And I went upstairs, and we, I, you know, I finished watching the game upstairs in bed. And I just went up there like, they're going to, I knew they were, yeah. gonna, like, I knew they were, it just calmed me. Like, I knew they were going to win this game. And of course, they won it. And they went on to win the World Series that mm -hmm. year, which was just, and even when they won, and even though my father had passed away over a year before that, like, everyone was common to me about my dad because he was just so associated mm -hmm. with the Cubs. Like yeah. everyone knew he was a fanatical Cub fan because he was a fanatical Cub fan when it wasn't cool to be <laughs> When you were like, <laughs> why would you be a Cub fan? And he went to spring training every year for 20, over 20 years. I mean, yeah. he just was really, but he just, he also just loved baseball. It wasn't just so much about the people and the notoriety of it. He really loved the sport of baseball. So he really, he could sit there and enjoy watching multiple baseball games, which not everyone can. Mm -hmm. And, but I just, it was such a connection to him because anyone who had, and didn't know him well, but knew him, knew he was into the Cubs and yeah. associated that win with him. Yeah. So it was really kind of crazy. And it's interesting because I think this came through in your first session, but you know, I'm from Chicagoland. We live in Wheaton, Glen Ellen, mm. Illinois. And I believe they came through showing me that your dad had helped with that. And what yeah. they showed me on the other side is there's all these different realms of heaven, but that a lot of people got together on the other side. Yeah. And I could see them all in this stadium on the other side, which somehow they linked the stadiums here. And they just showed me their presence which is funny because I think that's the only way the Cubs can win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and even if you're not, I think even people who aren't spiritual really believe that because it was like, it was like, I remember thinking like, the world is a different place because yeah. the Cubs have won the World Series. Like, you have to, like, because again, it was the butt of every joke my dad, he would joke about. Like, oh my gosh, you'd have to change his whole repertoire <laughs> of jokes because it doesn't work anymore. They're now like the sweethearts, like everyone loves them. So it's just, and that's what was so interesting because you know, obviously I came to you for energy healing. And of course people say, well, how do you know 
you know, it's true that yeah. you reached my father. Right. How do you know? And that was a big question. And I said, be, and I said, the main thing was because my first meeting with you, all you talked about was the Cubs and my dad. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, that was him. That was him. I mean, he yeah. was the cub. I mean, he was so, I mean, he just was the Cubs. He yeah. just, that was him. And that was his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And that was, to know he was sort of a part of that because, you know, you felt, a lot of people felt bad, like, oh, it's so sad he passed away a year before that. Right. Um, and he didn't see it, although points is like, I don't know if his heart could have taken watching it on Earth. So maybe it was better for him to be a part of it in heaven. And I remember you saying in the reading that he like he was with a lot of the players who had passed. I mean, obviously, yes. there's a lot of Cubs players that have passed over the years. Um, and he was with a lot of the big players and he was so excited because he was sitting and watching it with them, so to speak. Yeah. Which, again, maybe that's why he also watched it in that realm and not this, because it was a greater experience even to be with all these players who I'm sure he followed over the years. Totally. You know, who's just older than him and passed away. Or I never thought about it like that, but you're he, totally right. You know, he yeah. just that was the best way for him to experience that. Yeah. So um, and it's funny because even like. Again, I on social media, I would get so many responses about my dad and the Cubs. And people would say, oh, that's the only way they would ever win is with your dad up there helping them to push them to. Like he had to die and go to heaven to have the angels. <laughs> be an angel to help him get through to that point. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and that, I think that that reading, that first one is called a reading. You would yeah. call it a reading. Like was such an overwhelming experience for me. And I still have the email because you summarized it in an email that I go back to it constantly. Oh, wow. Because it's just, I mean, I remember a lot of it. Yeah. But then you go back to, for some of the details, go back to it because it was such an important sort of explanation of things. Mm -hmm. And then obviously keeping you close to someone you can't, you know, you miss constantly. So it's sort of a concrete way to be connected to someone who you can't be connected to physically here on earth. Yeah. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. So I've been doing this for two and a half years now, since about January 2016, the year before I was getting my training, a year and a half before. And when I was first seeing clients outside of just practicing on clients in my training, I didn't know how to say Oh, and by the way, I connect with people on the other side. So I just used to let people come for Reiki and then I would bring through their messages as well. And that's how my whole way of doing this really started because the way that I perform a session is actually quite different than a lot of other people. A lot of people who perform traditional Reiki believe that you should be quiet throughout the entire session. But if you come for a session with me, I'm holding the Reiki vibration. I'm holding that connection to God vibration, bringing through the energy healing and at the same time, pretty much talking the entire time. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. I never and I had never been to another Reiki. So I didn't know. I didn't really know any difference, so yeah. So I probably have trouble out. not talking though for the yeah. whole. <laughs> no, all good. Um, so tell us some of the other signs that do you still get signs from your dad? Oh yes, I mean I still get, and I can't think of any in particular, but I think I still there'll be points where uh, you just stop mm-hmm. because you know something's happening, and then you get again. I get that sensation from my head to my toes. Sort do you of. see the birds? 
And I see cardinals all the time. Yeah. I see there's a lot of cardinals. I have to say physically, there are a lot of cardinals because I yeah. know a lot of people in my neighborhood say there's a lot of yeah. cardinals. <laughs> but I have the cardinals, the main one. I have cardinals yeah. in my back window. Because that's I'm, what he was just saying that he shows you now. Yeah, yeah. is it? Yeah, uh-huh. I have cardinals in my backyard yeah. all the time. And I'm in my kitchen all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I see a cardinal constantly. And that's that I see, and I always think of him automatically. Yeah. And in addition to that, I still have points where... I have a couple of things. I still have a feeling that goes from the head to toe that that doesn't happen very often. Or sometimes when I'm sort of just talking to my dad, like to myself, and you, you said, I'm answering the question of what I should do, but it's him. You know, I like, He's I think like, it through. like I tell, oh, this is what he would say to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he was physically here, he would say, Nance, do this or do that. And then I, that's, you know, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That's pretty simple. That's probably what I should do. So, mm-hmm. um, because even when my dad was physically here, I often asked him advice like about business or career or things like that. That was a type of mm-hmm. uh, advice I'd go to him for because my mom was in the house mostly. Um, so that's what I would go. And as I'm changing my career now, I'm constantly asking him like what I should do, what do you think? Because I think it's important that what you're physically doing in a career kind of corresponds with your guides in heaven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's important. And I, like I was just telling you, I went to someone. Um, Gina Morata, who was a is a career counselor and based on, based also did a reading with my spirit guides. Oh, that's so fun! Yeah. So she incorporates your. She's a career counselor that's an intuitive as well, and she brings through what you should be doing. Right, just cards. She uses just cards. I don't okay. know if she's intuitive. I guess yeah. she is somewhat, but she uses cards just to symbolize your past, your present, and future. Oh, just the feelings you would have. Okay. I she actually have a printout of it that I have up on my bulletin board yeah. now. I I've never done much with cards, so I have no idea really how it works or how the energy flows through it. I know the energy really has to flow through where you're picking the card that you're resonating and most speaking with, to, like the yeah. vibration. I don't know how that works either. Yeah, to be with you. I'll have to. Yeah, because the way that I do things, I just see just like a psychic medium would them on the other side and hear what they have to say or see what they're showing me. Um, but that would be fun to do some readings with cards on yeah. the podcast. And I should have brought it because it's really for this. I don't know if it's much of a intuitive, a meeting a person or someone on the other side is like their feelings. Like one, I forget. Now I can't, of course, I can't remember what they are, but one is like um, attitude, you know, and kind of what you think is what you project. That was my past. I was mm-hmm. thinking negatively and probably having negative things. And then my presence was confidence. Mm-hmm. So it's a confidence card and it's an angel with confidence and a saying. Yeah. So it's more of a broad saying. It's not obviously other people get that card. Sure. But it's interesting with the confidence. I thought, well, I have to have confidence. You know, I should have confidence now. And she read it and she's like, no, it's confidence in God meaning Mm. confidence in something that they're taking care of things. Yeah, faith. Yeah, it was a different, I was like, oh, I thought it was about me. (laughs) It's not about me, but it wasn't. All in the, um, uh, what is it? I the beholder, how you interpreted things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, which I thought was so interesting. I'm like, oh, because I'm thinking, oh, I have to have confidence. You know, me, I got to change this. I have to confidence. And she's like, no, it's about having confidence Mm. in God or. And that it's all taken care of. Yeah, that it will be okay. coordinated. Yeah, that it will be okay. And I would have never thought of the word confidence in that context. You just think of yourself and having confidence. Yeah. So now you're starting something with your sister. Your sister's starting something and you're going to help. Right. Well, I have, as you know, because we've talked about this before, I've had a lot of small businesses 
And after selling products, selling services, being a realtor, I figured out through some spiritual intervention um, that I really like marketing. Yeah. So I'm my sister starting a business, uh, an app. And so I'm helping her with her marketing and just a startup. And I think going forward, that's going to be my new, that's what I was meant to do Yeah. is to help people and small businesses with their marketing and mm -hmm. their startup. I've gone through it and I made a lot of mistakes and I think it's, there's some simple things you can do and people don't know, and it's easy to help people with that. That's fantastic. Oh, well, I think you'll just be great at that, Nancy. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And it's interesting because for a lot of time, I look back that, oh my gosh, I went through these businesses and did all these things. It's such a waste of time. And I think in seeing that career counselor, and as I said, I went to a marketing seminar, but all these people I was working with had a spiritual base. Totally. And truly believe in guides and help and something beyond us. Yep. And I realized it's not a waste of time. No. It all was getting me to the place I needed to be. Absolutely. And using what I kind of learned, I'm very practical. So it's like, I don't want to just do something to do it. I want to have use out of it. But doing something I learned so that I can use going forward and hopefully help someone else totally. from my experiences that, you know, my businesses didn't necessarily go well. Some of them I loved, um, but they weren't making enough money. So I had to stop doing it. But it's all a learning experience yeah. that, you know, it wasn't it just wasn't meant to be. Well, it's interesting. I read a news article and I'm not even going to state the the number percentage that they put on this, but basically the gist of it is that we're coming into over the next so many years, really this increase, this tremendous increase in how many uh, at home entrepreneurs oh, yeah. there are going to be. Yes. And when I think about this business, you know, the part about talking to the other side, that completely fell into my lap with my dad's passing and right. him coming through. But the way that I've lived my life is all oh, just about following my heart and listening to yeah. my heart and knowing that that was guiding me more than anything. So my dad used to tell us that as little kids, like, follow your heart, follow your heart. Right. There's a little voice inside of you and it's telling you, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. Follow that. Yeah. So I did. And I mean, it was as early as eighth grade. I knew I was supposed to be a part of like the journalism team. Right. Yeah. I was an editor of my school newspaper. I was on the newspaper staff in college. And I think if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't have known how to interview people. Right. You know, I was sitting here thinking this morning, kind of feeling overwhelmed. I've got a, a, like two or three different interviews today for the podcast. And I was thinking, okay, well, I don't have all my questions lined out. And my dad said, Julie, <laughs> You've been doing this since yeah. you were 13. Yeah, you'll he be said fine. you can sit down and talk to anybody yeah. for an hour. Like, don't worry about it because yeah. it will make you more slow your mess. roll. Yeah, yeah, slow your roll. <laughs> now, it's interesting. And I think that's what's great about when you're young. I think as we become adults, and I know that for me, especially being married and having kids, I was doing what I thought I should be doing sometimes or doing things what other people were saying I should do or doing things around them. So, and you, I was losing that, just listen to your gut. I have a marketing degree. That's what my background is. That's what I did before I was married and had kids. Yep. And it's interesting because in business, if anyone's gone to business school, I like marketing was a little bit like, you know, if you weren't you to do it in business, but you wanted a business degree, you would get a marketing degree. Yeah. I really wanted to be in marketing. Like I've always known that. I, when I was a kid, same thing. I, used to, I was the youngest of eight, so my mother just drove, I just drove around my mother because she had to do stuff all the time. So I just went with her. And I remember looking at billboards and being like, 
Why is that billboard there? Who makes it? Who takes the picture? Who like wanting to know why yeah. a billboard exists and how do you make it and how you make it happen? And when I got into my late 20s, early 30s, I worked in New York helping to create that. You know, it just wow. and I think when we're young, you don't have to worry about money and time and experience. You just know what you like and don't like. So when you're right. at school, you can join the club right. or do something you like without really being like, well, I have to do it because <laughs> I'm going to make this much money or because I can be home by four o'clock or something like that. Totally. So I, for me, it sort of was like, go back. I sometimes now think go back. You know, you think as you get older, you get smarter, more mature. But sometimes I think go back. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of my cards that in my career counseling said that. Yeah. Go back to the innocence. Yeah. Go back to the true essence of what you felt. Right. Because you're clouding it with other stuff and then you're not doing stuff you like and it doesn't work out. Right. So. So we all get different amounts of dopamine and serotonin from uh, chemically released from our brain when we do certain activities. And what spirit shows me is that you can't say, well, I should be doing this because Sarah's doing this, or I should be doing this because Kim is doing this, Mm. you know, throw all of that out the window. What it comes down to is you like what you like, and it's always been with you. Yeah, You liked things as, as a kid and you're going to get that dopamine, that serotonin release. That same feeling. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And you might be introduced to new things that can make you happy, but you have that gut. I think your gut essence is always there. Oh yeah. You can always add to your list. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't make it about, I should do this because this person is doing this. It might not release the same amount of chemicals for you and that's okay. Right. Find what you love. Love. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. My grandmother who also has passed away when she uh, was in her eighties and at that time we didn't know anyone who was in her eighties. We thought it was like so old. And we were said, we said, grandma, you know, what does it feel to be 85? And she just looked at us like we were kind of crazy because she goes, I feel the same inside. Mm. You know, like I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And I just do it. Like, what's the complication here? Just because I have a different number. Right. And she was such a she lived to be 103 and a half. And she was such a healthy elderly person because she kept her same schedule even when she retired. You know, she kind of had these same things that she always did, no matter what stage of life she was in. And, you know, and even as she got really old, she did go into assisted living. She did have a little bit of dementia, but there were certain things they would do sure. to keep her on the schedule. Wow. Because it just was her. Yeah. What and, a great example. You know, it just was what she liked and mm-hmm. it didn't matter where she was or it's just the essence of her inside. And a lot of times in dementia, you have people, I just thought something that get mean or angry. And we were always so happy because my grandmother never got mean, never got angry. She was very forgetful. Yeah. Sometimes didn't know where she was and stuff. But she was always sweet. And I thought, well, how nice. She still has that essence. She's sweet. That's her yeah. essence. But I think part of that was she was always true to herself. Mm-hmm. Even in this really aging process, obviously far aging, if you're 103 and a half, and her mind probably deteriorating, she still kept with that, knowing what she liked and keeping with it on a daily basis. That's incredible. Well, because if you can't remember, you have to go with your gut, yeah. what's in your stomach, you know, what true. you feel. True. If you think about it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important as I'm getting older. I think it's even more important. Mm, <laughs> that's awesome. So, Nancy, um, let's go back to stories, angel stories. Do you have another story that you want to share? Any other stories about um, really getting that gut knowingness from the other side or feeling the other side mm-hmm. coming through? I know I have more. And I'm sorry, I'm trying, having a little bit of difficulty thinking of any. 
Um, but I just think, you know, it's interesting. Again, my grandmother lived to be 103 and a half. So people didn't really pass away in my life. I was yeah. very lucky. I went through many, many years. I had people die uh, when I was in a teenager and then no one passed away. My father lived to be 90. My grandmother, who was my mother's mother, lived to be. So like, I never was really dealing with death. I was very lucky. And then in about a year and a half, I lost um, six people, close, someone wow. close to me. And it just changed. You know, people say, oh, that changes your perspective on life. It really does change your perspective on life. But for me, it changed my perspective on death mm. and the connection of death and life. Mm-hmm. Like now, I think because I was so close to these people and they were in my life my whole entire life. Um, that when they passed for the first time, I didn't feel so much like they're gone. I felt more connected to them because mm-hmm. the only connection you now hear of is spiritual. It can't be physical. Mm-hmm. So I felt almost more connected to them, especially to my dad. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like we're all here, even if we're not physically here to some degree, like it's a big party and some oh, people yeah. are in this room and some people are in the other room yeah like I feel much more like the other side is right on top of this side yeah, yeah or it's something just like we just can't see them we can't see them and something more where we're still all together yes that it's just a change it's a change of physical life obviously and there's a sadness with it um because we're physical beings but it's just it really Again, when I was younger and experienced death, when I was in high school, it changed my perspective on living life very mm-hmm. much so. Made me mature, grow up a lot. Sure. Now experiencing it in middle aged, mm-hmm. middle age, it makes me think of death very different. It's yeah. more a part of my life. It's more a part of my living life. That's okay. Yeah. Because it's all kind of connected. Yeah. And I don't feel so completely gone from the people who physically left us. Totally. I mean, I feel the sadness. I don't think it ever takes away the sadness, but there's still more of a connection. And again, almost a better connection that they passed on that when they're here. Mm -hmm. Maybe because you, I don't know, you could maybe answer to this, that because that's all you have. So you have to tap into that because you can't get in the car and go to their house and visit them. Yeah. You tap into their energy on a different level. You can feel them on a different level. But there's also some peace that comes with knowing that on the other side, you know, wherever we are, our soul is omnipresent. That is one of the ways that we're created in the likeness and image of God is that we're omnipresent just like God is. So when they talk about a higher self, that's the peace of your soul that's still in heaven. Yeah, that's That's, that gets to be with them on the other side. And we don't like there's this veil in between us where we can't see that we can't remember that or not all of us can. But it's there. Yeah. Well, and that's when I first met you and started talking to you about that. I really liked that point you made, because for me, just not even in a spiritual sense, but like in a practical sense, I always felt like my soul was in heaven. And then it came here. You know, like we always think of our soul going to heaven after we leave here. Yeah. But then for some reason, I thought, well, it had to be there before. And then I, you know, as I had kids, especially (laughs) like their soul was in heaven and maybe saw some of the people that passed in my lifetime. Yeah. And now my kids are physically here. Totally. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you brought that up and it made me feel better. I'm like, oh, someone else sort of thinks that because I always sort of. And again, it wasn't even a spiritual thing. It was more of a practical, like if it was, 
if it's a soul, it had to be here before. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it wasn't physically here. Yeah. Your soul is in heaven before it comes here. Yeah. That's yeah. what I always thought. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's put into a body. Yeah. Oh, you got to wait until um, not next week, but the week after I'm going to have on um, Kate Grant. And she is a fascinating human being. She wrote a book, but she didn't lose the capacity to remember the other side. Oh, my God. So she remembers the other side before she came here. She remembers them telling her or asking her, would you like to live this life? And then she said the next instant she remembers being born. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, my gosh. I know. She's absolutely brilliant. If you look, I have a question. And it's because she has a higher frequency. Is that why she's able to remember it? Like, or we don't know why she's able. Well, when, when I interviewed her, what she was talking about is that she has a purpose here to come down and share specific messages. So um, not to repeat the whole thing, but just a little clip, you know, she grew up in Catholic school, wrote this paper on this and knowing the other side and seeing it. She remembers being in her crib um, at one and a half, three years old, um, sucking on a bottle, seeing you know, these beings. Yeah, oh my goodness. And she said she used to want to go to sleep to dream about them. Wow. Her kind book of... is fascinating. Yeah. Her book is called Before You Were You. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, again, I just went to a wonderful, wonderful marketing uh, week and long summoning and marketing and personal branding. And they were talking a lot about social media and branding yourself, obviously personal branding. And they were saying, you have a message. Mm-hmm. God has given you a message to give to the world. Because if you go on social media and people have like millions of followers and everyone's on it, I know we all get lost thinking, well, what what do I have? Or right. what am I going to do that's different? And they were saying, you don't have something different. It's just you're the only one that would do it in the way you're doing it. Totally. So if you're a marketing person, you're the only one that's going to do marketing this way. If you're a realtor, this is the only way you're going to be a realtor. Yeah. We all, it's so interesting that you say that because I just made that connection that this woman remembers being given a message to bring to the earth, which most of us don't have that. Yeah. But we really do all have that. We have a purpose. Yes. And a message to share with the world. And yes. actually something I was just telling you about a um, meditation I do. And she says, you are here. Everything you do can make the world a better place mm-hmm. and have an influence on the world. Yeah. Because you have a message to share with, you know, the higher being gave you a purpose and a message and you're here to share it. 100%. Everybody yeah. who is here living on earth right now has a deep, deep purpose. Right. You know, I like people to remember that we're not just one in six billion plus people here on earth. There is an infinite number of souls on the other side. Yeah. And we get the luxury, the opportunity of being one of those six billion people here right now. How are you using your time? Right. How are you using using this lifetime. Because let me tell you, if you're not using it, I'm just going to say it this way. You're wasting it. Yeah. Right. You've got purpose here. You've got stuff to be doing. Get up and I need you to go do it. Well, and it's so easy to waste it. I mean, I've gone through periods where I think I wasted it because when you're not sure what to do. Yeah. Although that sometimes is a time of, I had a friend who said procrastination is not sometimes procrastination. It's figuring out what to do. Yeah. But um, it, it's so important, you know, listening to a meditation about getting in touch with my spirit guides and that. And then everything I've been doing in the past six weeks is I'm switching. I'm switching careers. 
it's it's been such a different experience. I've switched careers before. It's nothing that's not new, but just looking at it from a different perspective and going deeper this time to see what you're really meant to do and how you really and sometimes you can't answer it. I still can't totally answer it. Yeah. But putting out there, uh, as we were talking before we went on about mm-hmm. the gut feeling and yep. making sure you're reaching into that and then just doing what you know at the minute. Yep. And I, again, I went to a career counselor and she's like, well, you're not going to solve the how yeah. right away. It's, yeah. She's like, you just got to do it and then you'll figure out the how. As an entrepreneur, they would always tell you that. Figure out what you want and then figure out the how. It yeah. will come to you on a daily, day. it might totally. come a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is. Yeah. But sometimes you have to do something. They're bringing that thought to my mind. What was that story of the guy who wrote the chicken soup for the soul? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Was that was that in the secret or that did that just come around like that time? But he says that he just decided I want to make this much money. And I think it was one hundred thousand dollars a year. And he said, I didn't know how. Yeah. You didn't need to know how. You just needed to know that this is where I needed to be for my family to feel comfortable, for us to be comfortable. Or, you know, for us to do what we wanted to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he said he was at a conference or somebody was giving a talk or maybe he was giving a talk. But then this woman came up to him afterwards and said, I work for this news outlet. I want to do a story on this. And that's how Chicken Soup for the Soul. Isn't that crazy? Took off. Yeah, it's amazing. When you hear, well, when you hear those stories, it's so obvious. When you're living those stories, it's not that we miss it. No, because it's the self-doubt. It comes in every day. It trickles in here. It trickles in there. But we um we just need to remember we don't need to know the how right. we just have to keep following our heart right. and if you don't if you're one of those people who's telling me I just don't know. I don't know what I want to be doing. Then you're not getting quiet enough with yourself. You need to spend some time in quiet. It doesn't even have to be meditation because there's some people out there today who hear meditation and they automatically curl back into their shell, right? Right, That they don't want to do that. Well, and I think quiet's different for everyone. Yes. I think it's reflecting quiet. You can go to church, do it. You can stay at home. You know, it's different for everyone. But if you're listening to your heart, if you're listening to your soul, and that is them coming through on the other side, that's your higher self on the other side, that's your soul's voice. You can't hear it in the muck of the day-to-day as we're so busy. You have to create intentional, purposeful space in your day to just get quiet, quiet. and hear and yeah. listen. And like you said, it's different because I love to meditate, but I fall asleep a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes practical <laughs> reasons, you got to yeah. find something that just works for you. Yeah. Can I bring up something else you yeah. did in my reading that just is dawning on me? When my dad passed away, I mean, my dad was 90 years old. He had, had some health problems. I mean, so um, I just felt, I didn't feel so... I mean, obviously I was sad. You're sad. And I just felt so different about it than any death I had experienced. Mm-hmm. And I had other people close to me pass away, but I felt so different with my dad. And I couldn't, I didn't really think about it, but I just knew it felt different. And I think it was wonderful when I came to you and you started my reading, which I wasn't totally, like, I wasn't coming here for a reason. Yeah. I was coming yeah. here for other reasons. And but when it came to reason, uh, you're the reading. And one of the things you said is your father. I was so I'm one of eight kids. So right. I have lots of siblings. So I'm thinking, well, they all feel sad. Like, right. Why do I think I feel different than them? He had lots of kids. Right. And I just felt like oh, I feel different. I feel different. And you said, because my father 
my physical biological father was a soul relative of mine. So we were related in other lives. Yeah. And what happens is, let's say if you imagine that your soul looks like a softball or grapefruit sized sun, right? Right. So it's just like I do. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. It's just pure white light. And that it's not cords between us, it's strands of light between us. So you can never lose your connection to your dad. There's a light connection there that's always going to be there. And when I'm in my sessions, what happens is you can see how thin or how thick that light connection is between you and that other person. So is it as thin as dental floss? where it's a more recent connection or like you and your dad's, it's like a huge tree trunk of light sized energy between you. That's so interesting. And that's my symbol for, have you been together for many, many lifetimes? Right. And when you have eight kids, there's going to be different ranges. There's going to be kids who have been with him longer and kids who are more recent relationship together. So um, when you have a family who one person's grieving more than another, you can't judge that. Right. It's possible that one person's had more lifetimes, more connection with that person, and it's harder to see them. But that was such a great explanation. Like it made me feel better. Yeah. Because I think it gave someone of a physical, not a physical, it's not a physical explanation, obviously being bonded as a soul family, but it explained something that I was feeling and I didn't know what to do or how to handle it or the explanation of it. Or even, I didn't even know to ask anyone about it because again, I mean, I know my siblings were grieving also. I mean, I think I have a sister who was grieving physically even more than I was, Yeah. but there was just, I never had felt such connection with a dead person (laughs) to be quite honest with you. It was just a crazy, overwhelming feeling. And, you know, I talked to people about my dad, obviously it's not, and you know, people know you're sad, but when talking to you, I felt it was so normal Mm -hmm. to have this connection with someone who has passed. Yeah. Which I don't know if I could tell that to everyone. Yeah, well, it's a little taboo, right? Yeah. I mean, people don't want to talk about it or you're Or don't crazy. understand it, maybe. True. Yeah, yeah. I or, mean, and I think if people don't understand, then it seems taboo because they yeah. just don't understand it. Yeah. And my f- husband lost his father right before I lost my father. So that was good because we could yeah. both talk about a very, I mean, extremely similar experience. But right. I don't know if he... F- was having those same, I know he's had dreams about his dad and I know he thinks about him a lot. Yeah. And I don't think it's a degree of who mourns more or less or just, but I don't, I thought maybe it's cause I'm a woman. I'm having this connection that I'm like, my dad is always with me and I'm always talking to him and he just yeah. more so than when he was living 10 minutes away. Yeah. I don't know if it's a male, female connection. No. It's just, uh, it's just your it is what light it is. connection between him. And yeah. I like that explanation yeah. of light. Yeah. Because that's all it is. It's just this energy, like a tugging feeling inside that's yeah. there. Yeah. Not a bad tug necessarily either. Right. It's almost like a rope connecting you to uh, an imaginary rope connecting you to someone else. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting. Sometimes I feel like I'm more connected to my dad. Like I'm getting more talking to him more uh, than I did when I was physically sitting with him, you know? Totally. Yeah. Because you don't even have to talk because it's kind of just in your mind. Right. Well, we lean on them. You know, we need them. And most of the people that we're close to here on earth are going to join our spirit team on the other side to help guide us, love us, protect us from the other side. And so, you know, they might not be right here for us to hold and to talk to and to love, but they are so close. Yeah. 
so much closer than we could even fathom. Do you think they're closer than when they're physically here, when they're a spirit? Yeah, you know. Like, I feel it's closer. Yeah. I don't know if that's just me. I do. I think that they're right on top of us. I heard, who was it? Sylvia Brown. I think Sylvia Brown, um, she was always on like the Maury show. Do you oh, okay. remember her? No, I don't know her. Okay, but... so my grandma always had the Maury show on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. And we lived with my grandma for a lot of time in my life. And um, she, like whenever Sylvia Brown would come on, we would all stop and watch this. And I think it was my first introduction to mediumship, psychic mediumship. And she would always say that the other side is right on top of this side. Like it's literally a matter of like seven feet well, that's what you just made an uh, analogy of a little back in the podcast saying, <laughs> I think they're right above us. It's probably because that's what she said when you yeah. were a kid and you're, that's forever in your image of it is that yeah. they're right above us. Well, and what they show me is, yeah, it is. The energy is just all right there. Yeah. It's yeah. how you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Totally. Can you it's, hear the dogs? Yes. <laughs> they're so cute. They've gone in and out about 80 times. I know. And now yeah. they're wrestling. Yeah. So if people want to connect with you, you're starting a new marketing um, consulting business, which is awesome. I'm so excited for you. And I think you're just going to be fantastic at this. If people want to connect with you on that, where can they find you? Well, I'm still in the process of getting together. And it's funny, I was telling you before we started this, that it's going to be RMB Marketing, which is my father's initials, Richard Matthew Bayer's which also has marketing and branding because I love branding. That's another thing intuitively I've always loved. Um, I don't have a website or anything, but I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm just Nancy Herdeman, H-O-E-R-D-E-M-A-N-N. Perfect. And I love social media and I love connecting with people. So I would love and talk more about this too. So if anyone wants to connect, that would be amazing. Yay. Well, thank you everybody for being with us here today. If you want to book your session, I always bring through Reiki energy. The difference between my two sessions is whether I'm talking or not. Mm -hmm. So if you book a Reiki only session, you're just getting that Reiki energy healing, which to your point, Nancy, what you said before is so true. A lot of people just love to bring through that energy because you're helping the body help heal the body in so many different ways. But but, um, the and other- you're listening and relaxing, I think, even when you're doing Reiki. What was that? I think you're listening. It's sort of like a form oh, yeah. of meditation. You're listening when you're still in Reiki. Yeah. So the other way that I do it now is my angel message sessions are where I'm doing the Reiki. You're still laying on the table and you're still getting the Reiki, but I'm also bringing through the messages the entire Ooh, that time. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. (laughs) Thanks, Nancy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great, great weekend, everybody. Um, Remember that, yes, Nancy is so right. Your loved ones are always with you. They're always guiding you. You have guardian angels. You have archangels who are here to guide you, to protect you, to help you on your path. And I know that this is something that we've been focusing here on the podcast on. What is in your heart? What is your purpose? What is that that you're supposed to be working on right now? We don't have it. You have it. It's with you. It's in your heart. So if that's something that you've been struggling with or it's something that you want to get more in tune with, spend some quiet time with yourself. Take a pen. Take a piece of paper. 
ask spirit some questions. Maybe just be in a minute of silence and quiet first, and then ask some questions. Ask God, ask your spirit team, ask your angels, what is it that I need to know? What is it that I need to do right now? And just automatically write down the thoughts the visions, the pictures, the gut feelings that come to you. Don't try and process it right then. Just go back and read it after it's all written down. I love each one of you. Your angels loves you. Um, Spirit loves you. Everyone on the other side loves you so much. Thank you for being here. Join us next week. Tell your friends, write a review, and leave five stars. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Disclaimer. This podcast provides general information and discussion about energy healing, spiritual topics, and related subjects. The conversations and other content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical, psychological, and or professional advice. If the listener or any other person has a medical concern, he or she should consult with an appropriately licensed physician or other healthcare professional. Never make any medical or health-related decision based in whole or even in part on anything contained in the Angels and Awakening podcast or in any of our linked materials. You should not rely on any information contained in this podcast and related materials in making medical, health-related, or other decisions. You should consult a licensed physician or appropriately credentialed healthcare worker in your community in all matters relating to your health. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Again, angel messages, energy healing, and the information you receive here does not constitute legal, psychological, medical, business, relationship, or financial advice. Do not take any of the advice given in any Angels and Awakening podcasts or sessions in lieu of medical, psychological, legal, financial, or general professional advice. Please note, Angels and Awakening is a podcast produced by Chicago Energy Healing, a company with locations in Wheaton and Naperville, Illinois.